Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, filling in for D.C. Lundberg, Clive Braithwaite IV. Thank you very much, Joey Martin. D.C. has not been feeling like himself at all over the previous couple months, evidenced by his lackluster performances on the last few shows. I am his personal secretary, Clive Braithwaite IV, and I will be filling in for him today on Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember to download, rate and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners, or any other program here on the Locked On Network. DC asked me to extend his apologies for letting his health situation get to the point that it prevented him from doing his job here on Locked On Mariners in an adequate fashion. He also wanted me to say that he appreciates all of you who have stuck with the show, and he hopes to be back on track very soon so he can bring you five shows a week during the regular season. The basis of this network is your team every day, not your team once a week or so, or whenever the host is not incapacitated. With spring training beginning to wind down, and also with there having been so few shows in the preceding few weeks, It would be silly to recap the previous handful of games. So in lieu of that, I will be talking about some of the more important news items which have come out in spring camp, and also talk about some position battles. We'll begin in left field, where Gerald Kelnick had been the frontrunner for the starting job prior to a knee injury incurred on March 6. He was diagnosed with a grade 2 adductor strain during that day's game, and was originally reported to have to miss a few weeks. But his rehabilitation progressed swiftly, and a mere 11 days after injuring his knee, he was back on the field on March 17, getting in two plate appearances in that night's game versus the Los Angeles Angels. M's manager Scott Service said after the game, quote, he was excited to get back in the game. He was fired up, end quote. He went on to say, Quote again, Jared always looks great in the batter's box. He's ready to go, so he's on every pitch. He hadn't played in 10 or 11 days, so it'll take a while to get his timing back, but I thought he looked fine today, end quote. While that is certainly good news for Kelnick, there is another man vying for the left field job who's had a rather impressive spring. No it's not Henry Cotto trying to make a comeback attempt. It's none other than Taylor Trammell. As a side note, I have never before heard of Henry Cotto. DC wrote that into my script, so blame him if you didn't think it was funny. Back to Trammell. He was originally acquired at the trading deadline last year as part of the deal that sent Austin Nola and Dan Altavilla to the Padres. Trammell is a former first-round draft choice out of high school. And while he's done well in the lower levels in the minors, he's largely been viewed as a disappointment, not putting up the numbers that people expected him to, and the Mariners are his third organization. While he did hit .277 in his lone season in advance day in 2018, his power production was rather lower than what it had been the previous year at the single-A level. And in double-A ball in 2019, Splitting the season between the Cincinnati Reds and San Diego Padres chains, his average fell to 234, 
and his 349 slugging percentage was also nothing to write home about. However, his on-base percentage was 340. While his previous minor league numbers are more indicative of a player who stalls out in AA or AAA, he's been impressive in spring camp, so maybe he's starting to put it all together. He is only 23 years old, and won't be 24 until September. On the flip side, Jared Kelnick has progressed through the minor leagues rather impressively. He is also a former first-round draft choice, having been selected by the Mets 6th overall in 2018 out of high school. He was the centerpiece of the package the M's got from the Mets in the Edwin D.S. Robinson Camo trade. He has progressed through the minors rather quickly, hitting for a fairly high batting average, a pretty good on-base percentage to go along with it, and impressive gap power. He did struggle a little bit at the AA level, but not alarmingly so, and put up the type of numbers that the Mariners organization expected him to. Over his minor league career, he's played 173 games, and has slashed 290, 366, 516. Kelnick is a little less than two years younger than Trammell, he will turn 22 in July. Both Baseball America and the MLB Pipeline rank him as the number four prospect in all of baseball, while MLB Pipeline has Trammell at number 100. Both men are left-handed hitters, so a platoon situation doesn't make much sense. There are a few others in competition with Trammell and Kelnick for the left field job, but DC doesn't see any of them as long-term options. His favorite among the group is Braden Bishop, the organization's best defensive outfielder, but his bat-to-ball skills haven't developed as expected. DC originally thought he'd compare favorably to Rich Armorall, but he hasn't displayed that type of contact-hitting ability. DC still sees him as a valuable part of the team's future as a fourth outfielder, given his defensive prowess and speed. Jose Marmolejos is also in the mix in left field, but he is really a first baseman. He can play the corner outfield spots, but not on an everyday basis. His versatility alone makes him a valuable player, but the man can flat out hit. He hit at every level in the minors, and is a four-time minor league all-star. In addition, he was the Washington Nationals minor league player of the year twice in back-to-back -back years. 2015 and 2016. He made the opening day roster last year after a very impressive summer training camp as a non-roster invitee, but was sent to the alternate training site after hitting 103. When he was recalled, he went on an absolute tear and just hit everything in sight, and finished the abbreviated campaign hitting 203, raising his average exactly 100 points. The other player is Jake Fraley who has had a pretty dismal spring. He has had two cups of coffee with the M's after being acquired in the Mike Zunino trade. Fraley hasn't developed at all as the Mariners had hoped. He was slated to make last year's club as a reserve outfielder, but even with the expanded rosters at the beginning of 2020, Fraley performed so poorly that he found himself beginning the season at the alternate training site. He's a long shot at best to break camp with the big league club this year as well. We'll talk about some of the other positions later in the show, including second base and the bullpen.
and also briefly look ahead to the future of the team beyond 2021. But at this time, I present today's trivia corner, which today is a baseball trivia question. Among all the men who have played Major League Baseball who were born on this date, March the 19th, who is the youngest? I'll give you a couple hints, he's still an active player, and almost assuredly going to be a Hall of Famer. I'll tell you who I'm talking about after I tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. The answer to the trivia question. The youngest Major League Baseball player who's celebrating a birthday today is none other than the great Clayton Kershaw, who was born on this date in 1988 in Dallas, Texas. Happy birthday Mr. Kershaw! Coming up, what's up with Rowan Elias? I don't know, but I'll ask him when he gets home. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your guest host, Clive Braithwaite IV. Thank you, Joey Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. And for bowling and curling, DC will have you covered there but not nearly as much now as was the case during the off-season. Although he did very much enjoy the World Series of Bowling which concluded on Wednesday. Back to baseball and back to the Mariners. We're going to talk pitching in B-Block, and we'll begin with some disappointing news. Rowan Elias will not be part of the bullpen for the foreseeable future, as he is in need of Tommy John surgery, which has nothing to do with expensive underwear. Elias was an on-roster invitee to spring training, after spending the previous season and a half with the Washington Nationals. This was the left-hander's third stint with the Mariners, having been signed as an amateur free agent on May 3, 2011, and making his major league debut with the M's on April 3, 2014. He was subsequently in the M's rotation for two seasons, appearing in 51 games all but two of them starts, and pitching respectably in the back of the rotation. He was then traded to the Boston Red Sox after the 2015 season, and spent most of the next two seasons in AAA poor Tuckett. The Mariners reacquired him at the very beginning of the 2018 season, and was very effective out of the bullpen that year. He was dealt to the Washington Nationals at the deadline in 2019, after again pitching very well out of the Mariners' bullpen. 
His time in Washington was not very good, only four games for the Nats in 2019, and he did not pitch at the big league level at all in 2020. The M's had re-signed Elias to a minor league deal this past January, and invited him to spring training. He was definitely in line to be a part of the Mariners' revamped bullpen, but this injury pretty much eliminated that possibility, and he will be out for the entire year. Quoth Scott Service, we are really disappointed to see him go down, and I know he is as well. But it creates opportunity for some other guys, and hopefully somebody takes it and runs with it, end quote. Service is referring to the fact that with Elias no longer in the mix, it opens the door for someone else to potentially make the team, assuming Elias would have if he were able to pitch. The Mariners have a number of non-roster invitees who have previously pitched in the majors, in addition to some of the homegrown arms that are in camp. Among them, Joey Gerber and Aaron Fletcher both appeared at the big league level last season, although Fletcher was clearly not ready for the majors. Gerber pitched a lot better, but it's also worth pointing out that Elias is left-handed, as is Fletcher. Anthony Misevich is left-handed, but DC thinks he's a shoo-in to make the opening day roster, and he pitched pretty well for the M's all last year, appearing in 21 games. The only other left-handed relievers in camp are Ian McKinney and Brandon Williamson, both of whom are destined for the minors this year. The Mariners reportedly offered Elias a two-year minor league contract, which would allow him to remain in the M's organization while he recovers. According to an article on MLB.com penned by Jesse Sanchez, quote, Elias can't go on the injured list or a crew service time because he's not on the 40-man roster, end quote. The bullpen was the Mariners' obvious weak point in 2020, and Jerry Dipoto signed a lot of arms to bolster the relief core. J.T. Chargois is in camp as a non-roster invitee, having previously pitched in the majors with the Dodgers. Gerson Bautista is also in camp, having originally been acquired by the Mariners from the New York Mets in the Edwin Diaz Robinson Cano deal. But he's pitched poorly at the big league level in both Seattle and New York. Taylor Gieri is another non-roster invitee, and he has also pitched in the bigs with both Texas and Toronto. There are numerous others in camp, and the competition remains wide open even with fewer than two weeks to go before opening day on April the 1st. And this is not to mention those new faces who are on the 40-man roster, including Ken Giles, Keenan Middleton, and Rule 5 draft pick Will Vest. As far as the rotation goes, the first three spots are pretty much set. Marco Gonzalez, James Paxton, and Justice Sheffield will be your 1, 2 and 3 starters respectively. Scott Service is going to utilize a six-man rotation this year, as he did last year. He is unsure if this unorthodox strategy will carry over into 2022, and he may go back to the standard five-man rotation at that time, that remains to be seen. As far as this year goes, Yusei Kikuchi will be in the rotation, even though his major league career has been poor. DC has pretty much given up on him already, but the M's paid him a lot of money, so they're going to stick with him. There are four men in competition for the final two spots in the rotation, 
Justin Dunn, Nick Margovetchus, Chris Flexen, and LJ Newsom. All but Flexen started games for the M's last season, while Flexen spent the year in Korea. Have you got a question or comment for DC? If you do, send an email to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. I will read your message on the air, and DC will offer a reply. Questions and comments on any subject are welcome and encouraged, but please do me a favor and don't ask about music. DC loves those types of questions, but I can't stand them since he has a tendency to ramble on forever about music. Also keep in mind that this is a family show, so please keep your messages appropriate. Coming up, with Shedlong Jr. on the shelf, who will take the reins at second base to start the season? Also, I'm not wearing any pants. Now this word from Built Bar. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Yesterday's matchup was salted caramel versus cookie dough chunk. DC told me to relay that while both flavors are good, cookie dough chunk is one of his favorites, so for him, it's no contest. Go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won the aforementioned matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Built Bar, they're magically delicious. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your guest host, Clive Braithwaite IV. Thank you once again, JM. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Ram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game. Locked on MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get into the final segment of the day, I'd once again like to say that I am Clive Braithwaite IV, DC Lundberg's personal secretary, and Mr. Lundberg asked me to host today's program since he is still far from himself. He does hope to get back in the swing of things soon, as opening day is fast approaching. He does apologize for dropping the ball so badly in regards to producing this show so infrequently. We've discussed the left field situation, and also the pitching staff. Most of the other positions are spoken for in terms of who is going to begin the year as that position starter, but a few are slightly up in the air. Going into camp, it appeared as if Shedlong Jr. and Dylan Moore were going to be in competition for the second base job. However Long has not played at all, as he is recovering from a leg injury. 
He played last season through this injury, which may account for his down year. He appeared in 34 games overall, and did begin the season as the M's everyday second baseman, though he lost his starting job to more late in the season. He slashed to me 171, 242, 291. However, in his 42 games stint at the big league level in 2019, he was impressive. He slashed 263, 333, 454, while hitting 12 doubles and 5 home runs in 152 at-bats. He took a stranglehold of the second base job, and looked as if he was going to be the starter there for a while. But to say that last year was rough would be an understatement. To make matters worse, his injury has disallowed him from seeing action in any Cactus League games, so Dylan Moore is more than likely going to be the opening day second baseman. Moore's bat-to-ball skills improved in 2020, and he showed that there's much more sting in his bat than many thought. In 117 at-bats last year, he slashed 255, 358, 496. For much of the season, he was the team leader in OPS. He had injury problems of his own last year, including a wrist injury which affected his hitting ability. Both players are versatile. Both can play second base and left field, while Moore also can play center field, right field, shortstop, first base, and third base. Long also plays a little third base, but has only played two innings worth of shortstop in his minor league career, accumulating only two total chances, one of them going for an error. The Mariners also have Donovan Walton and Sam Haggerty, who are good utility options. Walton is regarded as an outstanding fielder at both second base and shortstop, though his arm plays better at second base. He's been learning third base this spring as well, and was a part of that impressive triple play a few weeks ago. Walton, whom DC likes to call Sunshine Superman, is never going to be much of an offensive threat, but his defense and versatility make him a valuable bench piece. Sam Haggerty whom DC nicknamed Telegram Sam, is another versatile player, and he also can play the outfield. Upon being recalled from the alternate training site last year, Haggerty started hot, but did eventually cool off a bit. He finished the year with a 260-315-400 slash line in 13 games. Getting back to the situation at second base with Shedlong Jr. and Dylan Moore. If Long produces after coming back from his injury, and Moore is also hitting well, then you may see a platoon situation at second base. Long is a left-handed hitter, and Moore is a righty. In addition, both men may figure into the Mariners' plans at third base in 2022. Kyle Seeger is in the final year of his contract, and DC thinks it's highly unlikely that the Mariners will retain him and even thinks it's possible he may be dealt away at the All-Star break if he's having a good season. Assuming Seager is not a part of the M's in 2022, Moore and Long may both be starters at that time if they both have good 2021 seasons, with Moore at third and Long at second, most likely. DC hopes this is the case, because it would save the Mariners from having to dip into the free agent market which would leave more money to improve the pitching staff, as you can never have enough pitching.
The other position that's up in the air is first base. Evan White was the first baseman last year, and while he did win a gold glove for his outstanding defense, he often looked terrible at bat. If the minor leagues were in operation last year, he most assuredly would have been sent down to Tokoma. That option is in place this year, and if he gets off to another slow start, don't be surprised to see him back in the minors. Ty France can play first base, and he can hit. The Mariners also have the aforementioned Jose Marmolejos and Dylan Moore. First base is the primary position for Marmolejos, while Dylan Moore's primary position is second base, but again, he can pretty much play all over the diamond. And even pitched an inning in 2019. That will wrap up this one. Next Wednesday will be a crossover episode with Locked On A's, when DC will be joined by Jason Burke. DC hopes he'll be able to get at least one more show published before then, but he's unsure if he'll be able to. In the interim, please remember to download, rate and subscribe to this show. Look for us on any podcasting app that springs to mind. Thank you for listening to today's program, I do hope you enjoyed it. Have a great weekend. This is Joey Martin for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.